Welcome to the Space and Grace Podcast. I am your host, Tanisha Harris, and I am your CHEO, Chief Honesty and Encouragement Officer. Here at Space and Grace, we focus on healing, laughing, thriving, and loving. And we do that by granting ourselves and others the space and grace to evolve in very practical ways. Y'all ready? Let's do this. Hello, hello. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Space and Grace podcast. I'm so excited that you are on this journey with me. I know I say that every time, guys, but it's true. It really, really is. We're healing on this journey together. We're learning together. And so I'm just really excited about it. And I'm also excited that I have learned some new audio tips and techniques and things. So I'm learning on this podcasting journey. So thank you for your grace and the opportunity to learn. So today's episode has caused me to drop tears. And if I'm being honest with you, I really don't want to talk about it. Today, we're talking about vulnerability, why being vulnerable is so hard, why we shame ourselves for being vulnerable. And if I'm being transparent, I'm only sharing a little bit on this one. I'm still healing in some areas here. Okay, so breathe with me. Okay. What is being vulnerable? I mean, like actually, like practically, what does that mean? Um, The definition meaning says that being vulnerable is being open to emotional attack. Vulnerability expert Dr. Brene Brown says this about vulnerability. Vulnerability is not winning or losing. It's having the courage to show up and be seen when we have no control over the outcome. Vulnerability is not weakness. It's our greatest measure of courage. And Dr. Brown says this about courage. Courage is a heart word. The root of the word courage is core, the Latin word for heart. In one of its earliest forms, the word courage meant to speak one's mind by telling all one's heart. Over time, this definition has changed, and today, we typically associate courage with heroic and brave deeds. But in my opinion, Dr. Brown's, this definition fails to recognize the inner strength and level of commitment required for us to actually speak honestly and openly about who we are and about our experiences, good and bad. Speaking from my heart is what I think of as ordinary courage. Okay, that's a lot, right? Y'all, being vulnerable is tough. It's just hard and it causes angst. I mean, undeniably, right? But it is so essential to our healing. I've researched seven obstacles that hinder us from being vulnerable. And I'm going to share my experiences with two. And I'm also going to share what I've learned and the processes that I've gone through that allows me to move differently in those spaces. Okay, 
So I'm just going to list the seven obstacles. And as I list them, I want you to think about whether or not these obstacles are barriers for you, whether or not they hinder you from being vulnerable and how that makes you feel and how that impacts your life and how that impacts moving forward. Okay, the first one is shame. The second is the fear of not belonging. The third is gendered expectations. Fourth is previous experiences and traumas. Next is lack of self-awareness. The myth that vulnerability is a weakness and the uncertainty of others' reactions. Do any of the seven remind you of yourself? Do any of the seven um, ring a bell to you? Do they trigger you? So I'm going to share my experience around shame. My first adult memory of dealing with shame is when I became a single mom. Mind you, I was 29, 30 years old when I had my daughter. Um, I, she was literally born like two days before my 30th birthday. And I was embarrassed that I was going to be a single mother. What would my parents think? What would my local hometown folk think? How would the world treat me? Would I be pitied or judged? How would this affect my daughter? How could I have not been more careful? All of these questions lived in my head. They danced in my heart for years. This shame danced all around my life and how I made decisions and how I decided to move for years. And real talk, some of this I am still working through. Some of this shame I am still navigating the waters of. But one of the things that I did to help me with this is I joined a small group for single moms on the request, voluntold, of a soror. Um, she had this group of strong women that she had become friends and family with, and they were all single moms. And we were able to use the facilities at a local gym. I was in Birmingham at the time for free of charge. Um, and we were able to also use the daycare for our children there as well. And for 12 weeks, we, um, prayed and worshiped and shared stories and really stripped ourselves of this shame. And we ended our single moms group with a conference. Y'all, it was life changing for me to be around women with similar circumstances, to be heard, to be understood, and to wash away all of that negativity that I allowed society to place on me was such a healing feeling. It was so good. What did I learn? That my daughter is truly a blessing. That a part of my purpose here on this earth is raising her. She's a part of a generation that could change the world. And when I say she's truly a blessing, I'm not just being cliche. I'm not just saying what people say to be nice. My daughter has opened my eyes and my heart to things and ideas and people and love in a way that I have no choice but to be vulnerable. And I love it. 
Is it still hard sometimes? Absolutely. But it has been so freeing and so cleansing. Okay, another obstacle that I talked about was previous experiences and trauma. Listen, y'all, the hurt I've received in relationships has been quite painful. And I know we've all been there. I would show up in relationships not being myself, doing things that I was not ready to do, right? Just being someone else, getting caught up in you're such a good girl and not just really sticking to who I am at my heart, being who the last guy thought I should be for the next guy. Let me tell you how hurt people hurt people, but hurt people also hurt themselves. I would be in relationships not expressing myself, not communicating my true feelings, tolerating certain behaviors and circumstances. And then when a new relationship would present itself and I would vow to never do that again, I would always come back to that same place. I was never at peace. I didn't want to be vulnerable. What did I do to move forward? Y'all know how I feel about therapy. I am a huge advocate of counseling and therapy services, and I learned so much about myself and why I accept certain behaviors and the ways in which those behaviors can present themselves differently, but affect me the same. What I learned, my standards are just that, they're mine. I am not perfect, nor do I expect my beau to be, right? I do, however, have criteria in which he should meet and he should have those for me as well. We should come together as our authentic selves and bring the best out of each other and evolve in the most positive, healthiest way. Okay, remember, I told y'all I'm still learning and healing through this process. So those are all of the examples that I'm sharing with you today, but I really hope and pray that they touched you and opened you and softened you in some way. So remember, vulnerability is not winning or losing. It's having the courage to show up and be seen when we have no control over the outcome. It's not a weakness. It's our greatest measure of courage. As Dr. Brene Brown being the vulnerability expert in her book, Daring Greatly, she has three questions that I think are really great ways for us to understand our vulnerabilities really deeply and find ways to overcome and navigate them. And so those three ways are actually three questions. What do I do when I feel emotionally exposed? How do I behave when I'm feeling very uncomfortable and uncertain? And how am I willing to take emotional risks? Let's reflect on these questions. Let's write our answers down and begin to become courageously vulnerable. The cleansing, that healing that, that takes place is wonderful. So as always, guys, thank you so much for being on this journey with me. If you have any questions or topic ideas, please send me topic ideas. Email me at space and grace podcast. That's space A-N-D grace podcast at gmail.com. Y'all have a good one. So that's it, guys. That wraps up today's episode. Remember, 
Space and Grace focuses on healing, laughing, thriving, and loving. We want to show the beauty and strength in offering Space and Grace to every aspect of our lives. Y'all ready? Let's do this.